Hey moms, welcome to this week's episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. Well, I guess there's two episodes every week. So this episode for this week, I am so glad that you're here. If you don't know me already, I am married to Daryl. We have been married for 32 years, have eight kids, ages 17 to 31, nine grandkids, and we have been homeschooling for over 26 years. So uh, again, if you're a new listener, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. Um, we've got some an interesting topic to talk about today. Um, there, It's the topic of drive-through talking, which is essentially, it's an effective communication tool, or it can be an effective communication tool. But before I dive into that, I want to let you know that I have a few books that you might be interested in. The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a 31-day devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. And The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. What I love about The 4-Hour School Day is it's really kind of like an expansion of The Unhurried Homeschooler. So if you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler, you will love The 4-Hour School Day. You can find all three books at DorendaWilson.com all three books on Amazon, and the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers, in addition to the two other places that I mentioned. All right, now that we've got that out of the way, I also want to very quickly tell you about one of my favorite resources. It's the only other resource that I share on my podcast because I just love it so much, and it is Homeschooling Today magazine. Listen in to hear just a little bit more about Homeschooling Today. When it comes to homeschooling, isn't it discouraging to see so much on social media that simply doesn't match your reality? Life is messy. Kids can be exhausting. School doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes we all need some real encouragement, some real, truly practical help. That's one of the reasons I write for Homeschooling Today magazine. The entire team at Homeschooling Today wants you to know that messy, exhausting, imperfect homeschooling is an incredibly beautiful thing because it's real life as we take an unhurried, bold approach to homeschooling our kids. An approach that says, I won't compare my homeschool to others. I'll teach the kids God has given me in the way that he leads me to do it. I want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. It is an amazing resource for the unhurried homeschooling mom. All right, so last weekend, I got to spend the weekend with a whole bunch of homeschooling families in Iowa, and it was a fantastic weekend. What a wonderful, wonderful group of people. So uh, I was there to speak six times. I did six different sessions. And the thing that I love about conferences is actually getting to meet people in real life. So I'm hoping that next year I can head to uh, a few more conferences. I kind of took a year off this year, but there there are a few that I'm really interested in. And so I just want to mention them to you. So if you happen to go to these conferences, um, maybe you could give them a little heads up that you'd like to see me there if you would like to see me there. <laughs> and because uh, they really care about what the attendees needs are. Um, they're really great about listening to uh, what the parents are really wanting. So anyway, here are the four that I'm hoping that I will be able to, uh, to be at next year. In Minnesota, 
which is the Minnesota Association of Christian Home Educators. I think you say matcha, kind of like the tea. I'm not sure. I may have slaughtered that. I'm sorry if I did. But that was one that I was really interested in being at. One of the reasons that I'm I'm handpicking these is because I am, uh, you all know, I can't talk about homeschooling without talking about my faith. And so I want to be at conferences who are aligned with that. And so um, I know that there are other needs out there, but I, I really speak from a place of faith. And that's, I can't speak about homeschooling without speaking about my faith. If you want me to do that, then I am not your gal. So I'm really interested in these four. So matcha, um, check, which is Colorado in Colorado. It's the Christian home educators of Colorado, Texas homeschool coalition, which is THSC and Kansas, uh, in Kansas, it's the Midwest parent educators. MPE. So if you go to those conferences and you would like me there, please let them know that you would you would like to see me there um, in 2023. If you're listening and you've never been to a homeschool conference and you might be in some of these areas, I really encourage you to check them out. If you aren't in these areas, look at your state uh, homeschool convention because pretty much every state has a homeschool association and a convention. And my goodness, they can be such a huge support and encouragement and a place to find all the resources that you might be needing and looking for. So as I mentioned before, I was in Iowa this last weekend and I was doing a session at the Saturday morning gathering of a bunch of moms. We were doing... um, what was it? It was dads and donuts and moms and muffins. So we were together to eat, but also just to be encouraged. And I had the privilege of bringing my session on uh, nurturing sibling relationships to these moms. And that one is a really fun one for me to do because uh, we all know that, you know, I think one of the things we don't think about before we start homeschooling is how much uh, sibling interaction and um, conflict that we're going to have to deal with when we choose to homeschool. But as I said in this session, it's work, but it is a major opportunity to grow our kids on so many different levels. It's just, it's not just about having good relationships with their own kids or with their own siblings down the road. We really do want that. We want them to have a lifetime relationship and to be as best friends as possible. But When we are training our kids um, in conflict and all of that at home with their siblings, we are training them in, in what it looks like to have healthy biblical relationships. That's our opportunity. That's the real opportunity in front of us. So as we were nurturing our kids at home, nurturing their sibling relationships, I didn't really think about it much, but what we were doing was preparing them for marriage. We were preparing them for relationships with um, coworkers, friendships, but just in general, this is how, this is what a healthy relationship looks like because we kept going back to the New Testament. How does God's word say that we're supposed to treat each other? And we went back to that over and over again. It also equips them to be um, just wonderful, healthy members of the body of Christ understand what healthy relationships look like there as well. We get to start practicing that at home within our own family. You know, there's a reason that God calls the church. He calls it the church. He calls it the bride. He also calls it the family of God because it replicates what we're doing at home in terms of our family as we're raising our kids. We want to, so we want to nurture 
healthy relationships so that our kids know how to be a blessing as being as being part of the body of Christ as adults. So um, as I share this session, there's one particular story that I tell about our two oldest. And I always ask, you know, do you have two kids that, you know, they have the same parents, but you have no idea how they turned out so differently? Well, we were no different. We had the same thing at our house um, with several of our kids, but I particularly remember the two oldest um, who were girls. And they just were so different. They still are so incredibly different um, that it got to the point in their preteen years where they just couldn't seem to communicate without bickering, without fighting. I could tell they were kind of miserable and I was miserable for sure. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to sit down and talk with them about this. So I asked them, I sat down with them and I said, listen, you two really struggle to get along. You struggle in how you speak to each other and just how you communicate. Are, are you are you feeling that too? And they were both like, yeah, we do. And we don't really like the way it feels. So I said, okay, well, um, let's work on that. So uh, I don't remember how exactly it all happened, but I know that I prayed about it because I am not an expert in peacemaking. I am not an expert in conflict resolution. I was learning as I went, just like, uh, you know, just like every homeschooling parent. And, uh, you know, there's so many areas that we do that and we learn as we go and that's okay. Um, I think it's important for our, our kids to see that because it shows them that, first of all, that we're lifelong learners and we're teachable, we're humble, and we're willing to learn, especially in these situations for the sake of the relationship. So I, I remember um, I was reminded of an, a, a communication tool that we, my husband and I learned, um, I think early on in marriage. We did Gary Smalley's premarital counseling, which I, many of you may not know who he is, but uh, he's passed away since, but he's got some really great material. Uh, there's a series called Hidden Keys to Loving Relationships. I think it's on YouTube and it's old and it's from the 80s, but there's some really good stuff in there and he makes you laugh a lot. It's very practical. And that's what we loved about him. So we did our pre-marriage counseling there, but I think I learned about the drive-through talking when we had a bunch of couples over. We were doing a once a week thing with a bunch of other couples um, just to sort of, you know, help our marriages. And I think it was hidden keys to loving relationships is what we went through. But one of the things that Gary Smalley talked about was uh, this tool called drive-through talking. Now, if you go to a fast food restaurant and you order a meal, the person on the other end always repeats what you ordered, right? Because they want to know for sure that they heard you correctly. And that's essentially what drive-through talking is. So what I told our daughters, the next time they had a spat, we sat down together and I, I said to one, okay, tell her what it is you're thinking about the situation, how you're feeling about it. You know, some sort of question to just sort of get the ball rolling. And she could talk for maybe 30 seconds or a minute. Okay. And the other one had to be completely quiet and listen, no interrupting. And then I had the other one repeat back what she heard her sister say. So Jenna would say what she was thinking or feeling about a situation. And then Brittany would repeat back to her what she heard her say. And the first time they did this, I literally wondered if they were even in the same room. It was like they spoke two different languages. What one said is not at all what the other one heard. So I had the other one. So Jenna would repeat, maybe word it a little bit differently. 
And then I had Brittany repeat back until they were both on the same page. And Brittany was fully understanding what Jenna was saying in that part of the conversation. And then we switched and Brittany got to say what she wanted to say uh, briefly. And then and Jenna had to listen. And then Jenna would repeat back to her what she heard her say. And so after doing this many, many times, they really began to communicate a lot more clearly. They knew that maybe there were certain words they would use that their sister wouldn't understand or would uh, misunderstand. And so they would choose a different word or a different way to say it. And, you know, the two of them get along great now. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't more bickering that went on throughout the teen years because there always is, especially when you're that different. And, you know, our kids are still immature during those years, but we want to continue to encourage good communication. And so this drive-through talking was just so incredibly helpful for that season and more and actually further seasons down the road as well. And what ended up happening was one of our daughters, um, I know at least one of them, has used this very, very, uh, very, very frequently in her own marriage. And it has been super, super helpful because what ends up happening when we use this particular tool is that we are encouraging each person to do this, to seek to understand before being understood. Now, that is something that's very, very difficult to do because we're selfish, right? We want to be understood first. It takes some self-sacrifice and some other orientedness to, to seek to understand before being understood. You know, when, when I'm mad at my husband, I, I just want him to understand me. I don't necessarily, I'm not ready to understand him. So someone has to put uh, their big boy or big girl pants on and say, for the sake of the relationship and because it's the right thing to do, I'm going to seek to understand first. And it's amazing when we practice this discipline, how we learn to not react as quickly and to look for more information, to dig for more information before we respond. It can really keep us from sinning with our words. So it's a wonderful practice, not just for siblings, but also in marriages. We can use it in, um, uh, we use it in the workplace we can use it um, in, you know, relationships uh, at church. My goodness, anytime there's conflict, this particular tool can be incredibly helpful. Now, we used it during the preteen years and beyond. I feel like you actually could start using it earlier, and I probably did maybe utilize it uh, once I figured out how well it worked. Um you know, a lot of years ago. So I'm still trying to, I'm trying to jog my memory, but it was such an effective tool that I'm pretty sure that I engaged it even at even earlier ages. Um, Try it out with your kids, experiment with it, see how it goes. Now this might not work well um, until their emotions have calmed down. So if it's a big emotional trauma sort of fight that they're having, it's always good to hit the pause button, take a little break, Um, Take some time away and then come back together with the intention of understanding each other. And the whole time this is going on, moms, when you hit the pause button or when you're sitting there with them working through this, just keep praying. Pray over the situation. Pray over the communication. Pray that eyes and ears and hearts and understanding would open up uh, because communication is huge. And just 
if we can communicate in a way that glorifies and honors God, um, what a blessing, what a wonderful tool to be able to give our kids. So um, my hope is that this tool you can add to other tools in your tool belt. It is obviously not the only tool you can use for communication, but I wanted to share it with you because it has been such an effective tool for our family and and then for their relationships as they have gone out into the into the work world and into their marriages. And um, so you know, I just hopefully you'll hear you'll hear the encouragement that is intended here, and hopefully you'll be able to use this. Um, and again, like I said, use it as a tool in your tool belt amongst the other tools. And then, as we train our kids in this, we are equipping them to add to the tools in their tool belt as well. So as we launch them, they are able to have effective uh, communication that glorifies God. So uh, anyway, wanted to share that with you today. I hope it was an encouragement to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the tools that you provide for us along the way so that we can equip ourselves. We can be equipped to be the parents that you've called us to be, and we can equip our children to live effective Christian lives in this particular culture and in whatever particular circumstances that they are in. Thank you for the way that you provide everything we need along the way. God, I pray over every mom listening. I ask that you would give her wisdom as she works to utilize this tool. Um, I pray that... Um, you would just help her to be prayerful. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be present and that you would use it mightily to nurture the relationships within the families who are listening. God, fill their homes with your peace and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. 